0: The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carla Swanigan Ministries. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I am Carla Swanigan, and I'm so glad you're joining us for the show today. Today on the show, I am so excited to have a special guest. Sarah Gonzalez is an artist, singer, and songwriter. You can find out. All about her on her website, saragartist.com You can follow her on Instagram at saragartist. But um, Sarah is one of those people that when you meet her in real life, and I know it's going to come across the radio waves to Sarah, but when you meet her in real life, you guys, she has such a heart um, of joy. And peace when you meet her. She's one of those people that her eyes are always lit up. So when you look at her, you feel like you're opening your eyes a little wider and your smile becomes a little brighter because she has that kind of contagious um, personality. So Sarah, I'm so glad to have you on the show. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I wanted you to come on the show because um, Scandalous Grace is all about John chapter nine and um, Jesus healing the man born blind. And how that really upset the religious leaders. And they they were really into following the rules and the laws and um, all the cultural requirements about religion. And they kind of missed the point, you know, um, because Jesus, out of love and grace and mercy, healed this man, even though it was on the Sabbath. And so this show is all about um, really just glorifying God and talking about the ways that um, he has mercy and his scandalous grace in our lives. And um, what a rescuer he is. And I know that part of your testimony is all about him rescuing you. So why don't you just start sharing with us and I'll jump in um, whenever uh, I feel led. But I just wanted you to share with the audience a little bit about your story with the Lord.
2: Okay. Well, I was born in a Christian loving family and uh, we, uh, I went to church and we were there like Sundays, Wednesdays, like all the time. And eventually my dad actually became a pastor. So I grew up you know, saturated in, in the church environment. Yeah. And, uh, when I was, I would say probably I'm thinking around four or five years old mm-hmm. and I really just love God. And I believe, I mean, I just heard him so clearly and he gave me pictures and I believe most kids are like that, you know, yeah. until they get ruined by <laughs> the real world. And, uh, but that, that was me, you know, when I was little, like around five to six. Um, and then, you know, of course, God has a plan for our lives and the enemy also has a plan. Sure. And he, I felt he targeted me early and he targeted my identity. He targeted, um, my beliefs and views of God. Um, and so through the religious, I believe spirit and, you mm-hmm. know, he uses people, unfortunately people, you know, good, well-meaning, loving people, even mm-hmm. family members sometimes to place those wrong beliefs and, you know, speak things that are not true. And so is that kind of the atmosphere you grew up in kind of a strict religious type performance based religion? A lot of it was yes. Okay. Um, so, and I wanted to please God. I love God. And you know, that's one thing that I recently got, you know, the enemy wants to like, you know, constantly place lies and unbeliefs in our head, you know, making it like our thoughts. So the main, like through my whole life, the enemies try to tell me, you know, you don't really love God. You really Mm. don't, but you don't, you know, and the truth is I do, I do. And I did then, you know, and I wanted to please God. Um, but I became like in that performance, I want to please God. I want to please people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I constantly believe I was always falling short growing up. Um, it was like, I would try to follow the rules perfectly. And obviously none of us can follow the law. I was under the law. Yeah, um, which caused so much angst for me, and really, um, yeah, just a lot of um, depression. You know, self hate of myself, and just you know, I was a disappointment. That was another factor. Well, and
1: trying when we try to keep the rules like that, we bind the the lies of the enemy that we have to perform to earn God's love and exactly. His acceptance and His favor and His affection, and and we have to perform to keep it. Not exactly. only do we have to earn it, we have to perform to keep it. When we believe that lie about God not only is it exhausting, like you said, but it it literally, like you said, sets us up for failure. So that was going on in your life.
2: Mm -hmm. And it was a, it was a constant spiral, you know, just cycle of, okay, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You failed. And then the enemy beat me up. I beat myself up Mm -hmm. and then just pull away from God from fear because I saw God as a judging God, like he was out to get me, Um, you know, the, the, um, the return of Christ, like I was afraid I was always going to be left behind that God was like, yeah, the rapture. (laughs) Yeah. I was always afraid, you know, I was falling short. And so it was just fear and never, I never saw God in the true truth of who he was.
1: That must've brought a lot of anxiety and like a feeling of
2: pressure on you. Constant. Wow. Yeah. So moving into after graduating, I went to a Christian college, you know, and at that time, you know, once again, I, I got involved and there was still these standards I felt like I, I was failing in, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of pressure and, and a lot of judgment, judge, judgmental people, unfortunately mm-hmm. that go, you know, and, um, so I pretty much came to a point where I, I can't do it anymore you can I'm live done. up to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was looking for love. I wanted God's love. I just wanted all of us, you know, want sure. the love of God. We have that God shaped vacuum in us that, that can only be filled with God's love and who he really is. And I had, that's all I desperately wanted. So when I felt like I couldn't get it from God, I was like, well, I'm going to get it from somewhere. I'll be whatever you want to be. And I'll do whatever I got to do to get it from the outside, yeah. you know, and of course that's just lead destruction. And so in college, I, was, you know, I was interested in someone there and was rejected again. And it was just, the enemy set me up. And, uh, I pretty much, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I said, I'm done, I'm running. And so I mm. quit school and just ran, you know, across the country to s- kind of, I guess I said, I was going to find myself the truth, yeah. but, um, that led into about 12 years of destructive be- behavior relationships. Um, extreme alcohol abuse um you know i was hard on myself you know overeating undereating sure. just you know outward appearance had to be just whatever i could do to get that acceptance and that love from the outside and uh that just kind of led me down
1: well and you're doing path. what i did in my history i mean um anybody that knows my testimony we self medicate and we cope with the pain like When I was talking to you before, we talked about covering the pain Mm -hmm. in a conversation we had the other day. And I thought that the way that you worded that was, you know, I'm a visual learner. So um, when you said that cover the pain, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Like we have this this hole um, that only Jesus can fill. first of all. But then we put all of the pains from our life in there and all of our disappointments and all of our failures and all of our wounds. Mm -hmm. And then we try to cover all of that up you know, and bury it with things of the world. Like you said, like I did, like alcohol and, and for some people, drugs and, and sex and, um, whatever fills that hole, you know, for some people, it's food, whatever it is that you can try to cover that pain and Mm self-medicate. And that just never works. Right. So where, um, where did that lead you years of doing that and not working?
2: You know, I was like, I got involved in a relationship that was not, you know, based in God's will and eventually got married. And, you know, our lifestyle was, you know, up till six in the morning. We, we had a bar, you know, alcohol, yeah. and I was in a band and, you know, traveling and just, Destruction came out of that, and I it got to a point where I I knew I had to leave, and I you know I need to come see my family, and so I, they lived here in Colorado, so that's what got me out to Colorado, mm-hmm. thinking I was just going to go away for a couple months, you know, to get away from the situation I was in, and uh, continue to kind of live that lifestyle here because it ended in divorce after sure. just a couple months, um, and that just set me down even a further spiral of disappointment and you're a failure so yeah. just do whatever just do whatever and I made some really you know bad choices and really my life was on the line several times just wow. for making bad choices with alcohol and other situations I put myself in um and were and, you
1: trying at the time were you trying to were you like seeking
2: like the Lord or were you seeking through other religions or well I started to look into some new age yeah. readings okay. you know which kind of scared me because you know all my life i believed you know in jesus and Mm -hmm. then doubt started really creep in i'm like is jesus really real you know Mm -hmm. everything i was brought up on i started i started questioning everything and i didn't go real deep into the new age but i did open that door Mm -hmm. and
1: was that satisfying in any way no yeah no
2: It just it's kind of like that counterfeit right you
1: know at first you're like oh this tastes like good stuff and then you're like oh it's not though It was like empty and void. It was empty
2: and void. And, you know, and the things that I'd been doing, like going out and, you know, the whole social scene and whatever, it just had no life, no joy. I mean, let's admit it, it's fun sometimes to a certain extent, you know? Yeah. But it was getting to the point where, like, nothing I did was bringing me any kind of joy, any temporary pleasure, you know? And uh,
1: you kind of come to the end of your rope. You find yourself at the end of your rope and,
2: and you're. Like depressed, are you? I was depressed and just, yeah, like I said, at the end of my rope. So the significant, I know God was working way, way before this night occurred. But it was just one night. I mean, I'd been crying nonstop and I went to bed and I know my spirit was crying out. Um, And I just turned on the radio station. I turned on a Christian radio station, which I hadn't been listening to but I just turned it on. I was laying in bed and the room was completely dark and I'm just laying there crying. And then, um, <laughs> I do remember it was Toby Mac, you know, how they yeah. have the different you know artists speak about, you know, during the, the breaks and stuff. And he, you know, said the verse about Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, right after that, I just felt like this flood, of love and the presence of Jesus. And I knew it was Jesus. And I said, Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) And I said, you're Lord. I know you're real. And I'll never doubt again. And it was just like a flood of love. I've never felt Mm. that before. There was no judgment. Everything that I've been through, everything I was. (laughs) It's that
1: unconditional. It was the unconditional
2: love of Jesus. Beautiful. And that just, that started. New journey, total, totally new journey, a total new view of God, you know, and it, it wasn't an overnight change. And that's the thing that's so amazing about God. You know, the next day I wasn't like, yeah, I'm in church. And, you know, I really resisted going back to church oh, because yeah. a lot of the hurt that I experienced growing up in the church and with sure. people that, like I said, well-meaning, you know, mm-hmm. but just hurt. A lot of Christians can hurt each other, yeah. you know, and, but that's a whole nother story. That's probably a whole nother show, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just thankful thankful for that encounter. And that's what it was all about. That was the, that was the change, you know, what changed me. That was your catalyst. That was my catalyst moment.
1: Wow. And so you started, um, walking with the Lord again after that moment and getting back connected eventually in a local Mm -hmm. church. And then, um, where has that led you right now? What's going on with you and the Lord? Tell me a little bit about that.
2: Well, I I don't even think I mentioned, I think it was like that night, it was like eight years ago, around eight years ago that this happened. And, you know, God has done so much work in me in the past year and he continues to do work. in me. I mean, I know it never stops. Right. Thank God. Glory to glory, right? <laughs> right. And it's not been a perfect walk for me. I mean, um, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just now, I mean, as, as recent as this past couple of weeks, just got a whole of God's showing me a whole new side of how the freedom, Wow. That in him, you know, that I have in him, yeah. and who he is, and how good he is, and how patient he is. Because I tell you, I am not perfect, and I, none of us are perfect. No. But the enemy kind of has come back with some of that old school talk to me about sure. you're a disappointment to God. You know, you Bring failed. All the lies again. Yeah, all that started flooding back in. He's bringing. It, he's been bringing it back, to be honest. And um, like it's over. You've messed up. Well, and let me say this for
1: the, for you and for the people listening to. I know from my own experience, and I've heard so many um, preachers, and teachers of the word, talk about this. It is um, such an obvious tactic of the enemy when he starts bringing those lies back, especially the ones that attack your identity and your destiny call. When when you start hearing those on replay again in a real intense way, um, I firmly believe. And I've witnessed this in my own life. It's because you are literally on the precipice of your breakthrough Mm -hmm. of your next level with the Lord and whatever promises he's made for you in that season are here. And the enemy sees that and he panics and he can't take that from you, but he sure can try and get you to walk away. Right. And get you to give up. And so, um, I just bless you and what God's bringing for you next, because if all that has been happening, then I know (laughs) that your breakthrough is like right here. And I just. I speak that over everybody listening to that's going through that same season where they're like, what's happening? I was doing really good. Right. And all of a sudden, all this crap starts coming back. Exactly. And I feel like I'm dealing with the same old mm-hmm. stuff again. I just say to you, hang in there. Keep walking with the Lord. Stay on track. Keep putting your faith and your hope in him because your breakthrough is just around the corner. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> I want to hear a little bit about what you guys don't know about Sarah yet. If you haven't um, had a chance to check her out on our website, Sarah G artist dot com she makes the most beautiful um well one of the things all of your artwork is incredible but one of the things that i love that she makes she makes these beautiful crosses and they're so colorful and um there's so much texture and Mm -hmm. i don't know all the right art words you're saying it right (laughs) but um it it literally is anointed i have them hanging in my sunroom which is my prayer room and where i um Uh, spend most of my time my quiet time with the Lord I have um, a beautiful cross that that you gave me as a gift years ago and it's a treasured possession but also I have this beautiful butterfly you guys that um, hangs on the wall in my sunroom that she made and it's it's just full like I said it's full of colors and it really looks alive I think it's so anointed to bring um, peace and comfort and joy and whatever the Lord is anointing each piece for that you do but um, tell us a little bit about how you got into art and, um, you know, what God's saying to you about your art right now. Cause I want to mention some shows you've got coming up too, before we go.
2: Okay. Well, I've always loved, you know, creating ever since I was little and i will try to keep this a short, really short, no, you're fine. really short overview. <laughs> but, um, you know, when I went to college, I went to college for studio art. Mm. And so that's been like one of my dreams since I was five. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to do what I love for a living. And, you know, so, um, I've been on this journey for about 10 years ago, before I, that I had the experience, I was like, I woke up, I'm going to go for my dream again. And so I started working, just creating things and experimenting with different processes and kind of trying to get my artistic voice. When I had that encounter with the Lord, my artwork actually started shifting too. You can see a difference between the earlier pieces oh, and then after so that happened. Cool. And I mean, I give God all the glory and honor for the pieces and the techniques I've got. He's given me all these, I mean, ideas and um, techniques and processes that people come into my booth and they're like, I've never seen anything like this before. Mm. And they say, they, they say words like I feel joy or yeah. work gives me peace. And that's exactly what it's supposed to do. And so I just see that going to a higher level and really, you know, I'm pressing in with partnering with the Holy spirit. Cause we do have the creator of the universe in us. Right. And so I've just been asking in, um, for God just to take it to the next level, the pieces that are really change people's lives. Like you know, elevate their environments and bring the spirit into their lives. I can
1: testify to the fact that it does that for me. It definitely does that for me. Um, the other thing I want to talk about a little bit before we, um, before I forget is you're also a songwriter Mm -hmm. and, um, you wrote this beautiful song. I think it's called dream again. Yep. And I do some jail ministry, some prison ministry, and I got your permission, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I took, um, the lyrics for that song and I read it to my girls at the jail in a message I was speaking to them about dreaming with mm-hmm. God and, and, um, cause so many of them don't even know how to dream anymore right. because they've been through so much. They can't even believe for anything better in their life. And so I was trying to inspire them to dream big with God. And you know, what was in your heart when you were a little girl? Mm-hmm. Did you want to be a singer? Did you want to be an actress? Did you want to be a lawyer, a doctor, a mom, mm-hmm. you know, an accountant? What did you want to do? And and just trying to stir those dreams in them and the the way that the lord had me do that was reading the lyrics of your song to them and it ministered to their hearts they were all crying and all so touched by the holy spirit and afterwards there are like you know where can we get that song where can we hear it i was like oh
2: she's recording it it's not <laughs> yeah. out yet so
1: um tell us a little bit about what inspires you with your music
2: well i mean every song that I've written so far is all, it's just been I, actually for my own experiences. Like every time like, um, well dream again was just for myself. I feel like it's like prophetic words that God's given to me and use, I, I sing all these songs like to myself mm-hmm. and then, you know, I see God's going to use it for other people to change other people's lives. Sure. So, um, that's how a lot of my songs are been get, get written is when I'm driving in the car, I'm going through a hard time and all of a sudden like I'll get just one line and I just start singing it. And then, um, You know, God just kind of builds on that, but it's just to encourage myself Mm -hmm. in the hard times. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So that song dream again, I really feel like now is when it's really supposed to be really coming forth. And I, and, and, uh, it's not recorded yet, but I believe it will be done before the end of this year. So definitely stay tuned for that and other songs too, that God's given me. I'm ready
1: for your album to come.
2: I'm ready. So I have the name (laughs) of it already. It's called the testimony of Sarah G.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. And,
2: uh, every song, You know, like I said, it's God, totally God. And, um, you you know, help me, but I want to help other people too with the music. Inspire.
1: I love how, you know, your whole story is very similar to mine about growing up in the church and performance driven, um, religion and, and walking away from the Lord for many years. I totally relate. I did all of that stuff and lived in the world, did all that, but how he, he never stopped pursuing either one of us. Right. And for our listeners, you know, he's not. He's not done pursuing them either, you know, so I feel like there's so many people that are going to hear this and just fully understand and get maybe for the first time in their lives that they're no different than anybody else. We were, we were them 10, 15, 12 years ago, whatever um, the case may be. And if God can do it in me and God can do it in you, there's nothing that can stop God from doing it in them. You know, he loves all of his kids, Mm
0: -hmm. you
1: know, all of his sons and daughters matter to him. And, um, I just love that you came on and, and shared your heart. You know, it tells us in revelation that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. (laughs) So I'm believing that, um, so many people are going to hear your story and, and know that God is good and know that, that they can be overcomers too. Absolutely. Because Christ wants to be their savior. He wants to be their Lord. He wants to show them, like you mentioned, who he really is. And that is my heart through the show, too, is I really want to share the true heart of the Father and the true heart of Jesus. And I really want to impart um, the love and the value of the Holy Spirit to people, Mm -hmm. that he's not weird, and it doesn't have to be weird. He's there to help you, right? and he's a gift from the Lord. And so I really think through um, your story today, and through, you know, the things that we're talking about today, that some people are really going to get set free from religion, you that's, know, that's my prayer. Do you feel like when you've been out and about and you've met other people and you're like sharing your heart, like, especially with unbelievers, like we all have friends that, mm-hmm. that don't know the Lord. And it's probably because they were raised in an environment that turned them off to God. Right. Um, you know, what would you say to those people that are like, yeah, I've heard about God. I get the whole Jesus thing. I'm not interested like how what would you say
2: from your heart to kind of like I mean I just talk about when I've talked to people cuz I've been working in some you know jobs and things out in the world and sure. and uh been sharing you know what when God's led me to talk to him about you know my experience I tell him my testimony and just the freedom you know the freedom and the peace yeah the peace there's nothing like really living in the peace of God and uh the love of God And, uh, yeah, the struggle, you know, we all struggle even as Christians, but, you know, being out in the world, um, and it's just dark. Well,
1: yeah, I totally agree. And I think the other thing that I'd want people to know and what I try to say to people is he's not who you think he is. Exactly. Yes. And, um, another thing I hear, especially when I'm doing, um, prison ministry is, well, when I get, you know, I need to get my life straight Mm -hmm. and I'll come to Jesus. I'm like, Oh no, honey. He found me in a big old messy hole Mm -hmm. of a pit, you know, um, drinking and partying and, and all those things that you think would keep Jesus away from you. He's right there in the middle of your mess, like he is right there in it. And if you, if you ever get into the gospels and, and read the new Testament, those are the people he was always pursuing. He was always with them. It says he was with all the outcasts, the unlovelies, the sinners, and that's who he came for. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. It's I a- want to um, pray for everybody listening right now, okay. especially the ones that, um, that maybe need to feel that unconditional love of Jesus, that are really mm-hmm. seeking the truth yes. about him. So um, I'm going to pray for all the prodigals right now in Jesus' name. Um, those of you who you grew up with the Lord, you knew the Lord like me and Sarah, and then you lost your way and you walked away for one reason or another. I'm just calling you home today. Jesus is waiting for you. He's loving you. He's never left you. I pray for encounters Mm -hmm. for everyone listening um, with the truth of who Jesus is. Just like Sarah met him from listening to a Christian radio station. And you're listening to this Christian radio station Mm -hmm. right now, dear listener. And I just believe that God is going to touch you where you're at. And so I just say, um, today's your day of salvation. Today's your day to come back to the Lord. And we bless you and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. And you guys, you can find Sarah G, Sarah Gonzalez at sarahgartist.com. And on Instagram, Artist. And I know you're working on your Facebook page. That'll be up and mm-hmm. running soon. But you guys check her out. She's so amazing. And um, thank you guys so much for joining us today. You know, please email us at scandalousgrace at scandalousgraceatcarloswanigan.com and let us know how God's blessing you through the show. And you can find out more about this ministry at carloswanigan.com. And remember, you guys, to leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus.
0: We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Please go to carlaswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series, Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carlaswanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carlos Wanigan.